But instead, I try to reframe that glucose is more of this vital sign. And it's kind of like the 80-20 rule. It gives us a lot of information about our health um, with just one data piece. So glucose tells us how our metabolic health is doing, which is a big, broad word that people throw around a lot. But really, that's how kind of like our internal engine, our cellular engine is working. Big news, my third book, number one on Amazon in business, the pre-sale, Do It, The Life-Changing Power of Taking Action is coming out April 4th worldwide. It's available on pre-sale, and if you buy it on Amazon, on Barnes & Nobles, wherever books are sold, let me know because I want to send you a special gift. So if you buy this book, Do It, The Life-Changing Power of Taking Action, not only Will you have the most immersive, in-depth, introspective book ever put together on taking action? This is three years in the making of myself doing research, studies, surveys. The overview, 40,000 foot, just think Atomic Habits meets the Enneagram with crazy cool Malcolm Gladwell type stories from figures in history who changed the world. There's nine types of action archetypes, nine types of these Things that we have that we can resonate with of why we are holding ourselves back from taking action. Everybody has something that they want to do and there's something that is stopping them. These nine action archetypes are the allodaxophobic, fear of other people's opinions, the burn, the inopportune, the blamer, the test believer, the perfectionist, the scarciest, the distracted, and the underestimator. And you will learn which one that you are and how to overcome this and take action. April 4th, do it. The life-changing power of taking action. Let me know if you buy this and I will send you a gift. Before we dive into this incredible episode that you are about to hear on The David Nurse Show, I just wanted to say a special thank you for being a listener, for tuning in. You could be anywhere else in the world right now and you are with me listening. And I also want to ask you, If you find value out of this episode, out of any of the episodes, to share with a friend, share with a family member, somebody needs this and you can be the person that changes their life. And also, if you could, it takes about 12 seconds in total to leave a review for the podcast. Go to Apple, the podcast app, and leave a review. Five star if you love it. You choose, write a review. Let me know if you leave a review and I will shout you out. I will give you a gift. I will have a conversation with you. I'd love to hear from you if you are listening to this podcast. So go to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, because it helps It helps people that are searching podcasts, that are trying to find something of optimization, mindset development, and we will pop up as the top podcast. So you're also helping others by leaving a review and subscribing. Also, the show is on YouTube. If you want to watch me talk to the guest, you can watch it on YouTube, David Nurse channel. All right, now, time for the show. You are about to get your mind blown. Kara Collier of NutriSense, welcome to the David Nurse podcast. It's an honor to have you on here. I'm looking forward to this conversation for many reasons, but as we were talking about before the episode started, that I want to be able to hack my metabolism 
so that I can eat whatever I want and stay 7% body fat. Is that possible, Kara? Please tell me it is. Please, please, please. You can do it, but I'm not going to say you're going to be able to do it in a hacky, uh, take a pill solution, but we can give you some tips. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we're going to dive into that for sure and everything that NutriSense is doing to change the game in glucose monitoring, metabolism tracking, an actual coach in the field for you on your health journey. That's amazing. Trust me, we'll get into that. But before we do, tell us something wild about you, Kara. What brought you into this? Or is there any wild, crazy stories and of how you ended up here today? Yeah, uh, it's a great question, starting with a bang. So when when you first posed this question, the first thing that came to my mind might seem really random and insignificant, but I think it ties into how NutriSense got built and what makes me unique. And it's kind of like a random fact I'll throw out there in like the never have you ever's two truth and a lie type of games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that is that I have never as an adult owned a television. So that might seem like a really random, weird fact about me. And it's not to hate on TV or movies or watching television. It's more that it represents the one thing that I try to strive for the most as a human being is to be maniacal about how I spend my time. So being super, super intentional about both how I spend my leisure time, how I spend my productive time, um, how I spend all of my time. And so with that means making extreme trade-offs, which some people find kind of extreme again, but it all comes down to trying to be really intentional. And so for me, one of those trade-offs have been that I don't get that much joy or satisfaction from television. So it's just one of the things I've cut out completely and I just don't do. Um, whereas I really enjoy some other things that are leisure and I include that. Uh, so that's just kind of like a random fact about myself that surprises some people. But uh, it's really just representative of if you really want to achieve a certain thing or live a life that is both joyful and satisfying and meaningful, I think that that means you really have to make some extreme trade-offs and build in that intentionality. Yeah, you know what I like about that is you don't conform to what everybody else says you have to do like, okay, everybody's got a TV and I'm just going to say, Carrie, like you probably wouldn't fit well in this household where we're watching <laughs> The Bachelor at night. We're watching, you know, Ted Lasso last night. No, I'm just messing with you. But uh, I, I love it because you know what you want. You know what brings you joy. You know what brings you contentment. And you're going to spend your time on that, not just because everybody says you have to watch TV. And to be quite honest, like you're not really missing anything. Unless it's <laughs> one of my wife's shows, then I'm going to make you watch TV. So there you go. So. I love it, Kara. Thank you for that. So let's dive in to the reason we are here, NutriSense. Can you just give us a high-level 40,000-foot view of what NutriSense is, what you do, and why everybody listening should actively join in this mission? Yeah, so I think it's easiest to start with our mission statement as a company. We spent a lot of time arguing back and forth, really picking the exact mission statement. So it's not like a random saying that we've thrown on a plaque yeah. on a wall. It's something we really, again, we're intentional about choosing. And so our mission statement is to help anybody discover and reach their health potential. Nice. So if we kind of break that down, it explains a little bit about what we do and why. So helping anyone means that we're not 
going after a, you know, a very specific type of person where really it's a broad audience of people that we help, but they have to want it. You know, this isn't a free service. This isn't uh, something we're just kind of trying to push on everybody. There has to be a level of motivation um, and ownership that somebody wants to take control of their help, their health, and then we're willing to help them along that journey. And then the discover element of the mission statement is really about that information piece. There is just certain information that you need at your fingertips to unlock then certain health potential. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you first need the right data points and then you can make the progress. And so when it comes to discovery, we've found a trifecta of data is most useful. One is actual hard objective data. So we use a continuous glucose monitor, which I'm sure we'll talk more about as our primary data source. The second piece of data we use is human coaching, which I'm sure we'll also talk more about, but it's kind of that expertise through a human element. And then the third piece is more static content. So interactive, engaging content relevant to that end user and their situation. So we give you the right information that's been filtered and vetted because there's a lot of garbage out there in the health world. Let's be honest. There's a lot of confusing misinformation. There's a lot of conflicting statements. And so we try to provide the right inputs and then discover and reach your health potential is about helping you use that information along your health journey. So we don't want to just be transactional and here's some data or here's some Mm -hmm. advice, here's Mm -hmm. a piece of content. We really want to be a partner on your health journey and help help you along that whole process. So we're giving you the inputs, but then we also want to help you along. And then finally, the end part of our mission statement health potential is really about the idea that we believe everybody can be striving for optimal. So if you're in like traditional healthcare, or maybe you go to your doctor, you get some like labs at a checkup and you ask how you're doing. And if everything's in a normal reference range, they might say you're fine. There's nothing you need to be doing. And we really believe there's more to our health potential than that. No matter where somebody's at in the health spectrum, there's always something they could be doing to make themselves even better and feel even more amazing. So we really believe that health potential is unique to an individual. We're not all going to have the same health potential, but that we could always be striving for more and more. And we don't want to stop at just like normal or okay. So you know one of my favorite feelings in the world? It's getting a great night's sleep on cozy and comfortable sheets and blankets. And for me and my wife, that is absolutely cozy earth. Cozy earth, comfort, more comfortable than cotton. It's made from bamboo. And get this, it has been featured on Oprah's favorites list. Oprah, yeah, favorites list for the last four years in a row. They even give a 100-night sleep test. That means you can try them out for 100 nights, and if you don't like it, you get fully refunded. It's high quality, so cozy, so comfy, you won't want to get out of bed. And now I teach people to get, get jump out of bed. But with Cozy Earth, you ain't going to want to get out of bed. And what they're doing for my listeners is incredible. Never been done before. 40% off. Are you kidding me? 40% off? If you go to Cozy Earth, C-O-Z-Y, Earth, dot com and enter the code David Nurse 40 at checkout. That is David Nurse 40. You will get 40% off the best covers, the best sheets you've ever had in your life. Trust me, 
you will absolutely love these. You'll probably be sleeping in the next time I do a podcast. Check them out, CozyEarth.com, David Nurse 40 for your special discount. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so many questions going through my mind here. All right, why is it so important that we are able to track our continuous glucose? Why do we need that? Yeah, so I think about glucose as kind of more of a vital sign. So when people think of glucose, they think sugar, they think diabetes, and that's usually about it. Right. You know, they get their A1C or their fasting glucose checks mm -hmm. to see if they have right. diabetes or not. But instead, I try to reframe that glucose is more of this vital sign. And it's kind of like the 80-20 rule. It gives us a lot of information about our health um, with just one data piece. So glucose tells us how our metabolic health is doing, which is a big broad word that people throw around a lot, but really that's how kind of like our internal engine, our cellular engine is working. So it's what processes the food we're giving, what processes the energy we have, what basically fuels all of our organs to be able to function properly. That's that metabolic engine. And glucose, you can think of as the fuel, preferred fuel for our engine. So really by being able to track this, it tells us how our internal systems are working. You know, we can check our weight, our body composition, and that's more of an external view. But right. being able to track glucose is more like opening the door and peeking inside to see kind of how the pipes are looking. You know, lifting the hood of the car and seeing how the actual mechanics look. And that provides us insight into how our diet is our physical activity level, fitness level, stress level, sleep level, all of these pillars of good health impact our glucose levels. So when we track this one metric, we get insight into not just how much sugar we're eating or if we are diabetic or not, but into all of these core elements of what makes somebody kind of more on that spectrum of higher health versus lower health. Oh, this is good. I like where this is going. Okay. So the internal leads to the external. Everybody sees the external. That's what we want to look like this Greek God, if you may, but the internal is where it all happens first. All right. So what am I looking for in optimal glucose scores, metabolic scores? Like where if, let's say without the coach, because we're going to get to that point next, but if I'm just tracking my own glucose, what am I looking for to be the markers of optimization? Yeah, great question. And so just to differentiate real quickly, what we use is that continuous glucose monitor or CGM for short. We'll just stick with CGM from now on. Awesome. Um, and that is a device where you can put it, you just put it on the back of your arm and it lasts for two weeks straight. And it's going to tell you your glucose levels 24 seven. So it's going to give you this continuous insight. Whereas if you go to your doctor and you get, um, you know, what's commonly called a hemoglobin A1C, that's telling you what was your average glucose level over the last three months or so, or you could get a fasted glucose level. And that's telling you like the snapshot in time right now, what is your glucose level? Hmm. And while both of those are useful, think of them more as like a picture where a CGM tells you a movie story. So a picture says a thousand words, a movie says a million words, or, you know, you're getting so much more information when you can see how glucose changes, how um, it might go up or down or change from day to day. So with that two weeks of movie picture data, you're going to get so much more insight than a traditional glucose metric. So 
when it comes to, you know, maybe you don't have a CGM and you're just curious about metabolic health um, and like what lab values to be looking for, we really want to see that fasting glucose level below 90. Most people are going to say keep it below 100, which is your traditional AOK value. But if we're striving for optimal, we want really want to keep it below 90. And then that hemoglobin A1C, that average glucose level, we actually want to keep it closer to under 5.3%, which again is a little bit more strict than what might be on the reference range, which equates to about 105 milligrams per deciliter as an average glucose. So those are two things still definitely pay attention to if you you know haven't yet decided if you want a CGM or not. But if you are wearing a CGM, we get to look at that fasted glucose level all the time. So not just at one point in time. Anytime you're without food for at least eight hours, we want to see kind of how that fasted glucose level is looking. So we're still aiming for under 90, but we're going to want to see how it changes day to day. Believe it or not, if you get a bad night of sleep the next day, typically your fasted glucose level can be 25% higher. So if you happen to go to the doctor after a bad night of sleep or after a late night meal or after a couple glasses of alcohol, you're probably going to be skewing the result of that fasted glucose level. So those are kind of the things where you're going to see if you're tracking it for 14 days, how it changes. Um, okay. So in below 90 in the A1C, mm -hmm. if you want 5.3 or lower. That's what we're looking for. Okay. Yep. And then the third metric real quick is how high your glucose value goes at any point in time. So for a non-diabetic, we want to keep that below 140. And that's something you just can't capture unless you're doing the CGM because yeah, right. you never really know how high it's going. And so that's kind of a unique insight that you get with the continuous data is to kind of see that peak value as well. Okay. Let's say, so I know this, this is like, this is great to have. Okay. Mile markers, trackers, now let's bring in the human element of what you do as the coach. So in as a coach myself, I know how important having a coach is because you will just have a bunch of random numbers, a bunch of random things, a bunch of random thoughts. But how do you put it in a step-by-step -step game plan roadmap for your health potential success? So talk to me on now what does it look like from the, the human coaching element that you guys bring in? Okay. Unbelievable here. My new favorite product for health. Crazy that I hadn't heard of this before. Pendulum. Pendulumlife.com. Let me break this down for you. Okay, so we know that glucose spikes is what makes us fat, added fat. They have Pendulum glucose control, which supports your metabolic health. Metabolism is the key thing to burning fat, staying in great shape. This glucose control, it helps lower your glucose spikes, boost your metabolism, supports gut health. Yeah, you better believe I'm using that. And they have what's called Acromanzia. Okay, so check this out. This is the first and only brand, Pendulum, to offer Acromanzia. It is the key strain for gut health. It nourishes and regulates the gut lining, which we know the gut lining, the gut microbiome, is basically like our second brain. They feed each other. Acromanzia nourishes the gut microbiome, helps you support a healthy weight, and literally helps you stay healthy and not get sick over time. Oh my goodness. Yeah, seriously, I've been using this and my gut is awesome glucose control awesome feel with ton of energy haven't been getting sick pendulum pendulumlife.com they are changing the game in probiotics no longer do you have to guess that's the worst you order something from amazon you're like yeah i hope this works yeah you don't have to guess anymore pendulum 
is changing the game of gut microbiome. And just for you, for listening to this podcast, code DAVID20 at checkout. Go to PendulumLife.com. Notes, well, this will be in the show notes. This is P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M Life.com. Code DAVID20. I'm telling you, this, <laughs> it's the real deal. Check it. Yeah, great question. And as as you mentioned, you can have the best data in the world. You can have the best educational material in the world, but sometimes it's it just doesn't do it without the human side of things. Um, and so for our program, all of our coaches are dietitians or licensed nutritionists. And they are maybe a little bit more non-traditional dietitians because they've all been trained under me. And I have a little bit of a non-traditional philosophy. So typical dietitians might tell you to just, you know, follow my pyramid or eat lots of whole grains and fruits and vegetables. But uh, we tend to look at the data first and really personalize it to the human itself. So our core philosophy is no one size fits all food first, you know, nutrient density. We don't follow a specific type of diet. We're going to meet you where you're at. Um, and then all of the coaching actually happens through our in-app chat. So it's async kind of like texting basis. Um, and the reason we do this is because we have busy lives. And so people often don't want to sit down for an hour scheduled call at the end of their day when they've worked and they need to make dinner for their family and they're busy. And it's much easier for us to just kind of message back and forth. Um, and so it's kind of message as much as you want. It's unlimited. And then the dietitian is also going to initiate conversation if you're not sure what to ask or what to do. They're going to reach out every few days. They're going to look at your data and the information you've given us. And they're going to kind of help put some pieces to the puzzle together and guide you towards, uh, you know, goals to strive for or different objectives to potentially meet. And so they're going to be there throughout your journey. And some people love to just hear what the dietitian has to say, read it, learn, kind of put those pieces together. And some people are, you know, messaging their, their dietitian multiple times every time a day or every day. And, and that's okay too. It's different approach for different people. But just like you said, sometimes that information is not enough. One example is we commonly have people who the first time they have a glucose spike to something they love, let's say you love sourdough. Everybody loves sourdough these days. Oh, come on. It's the best. Yeah, especially homemade. Like We all went through that phase for a reason. Yeah, I'm there. not going to tell you to get rid of it. I was there before it started. I like to take <laughs> Good to know. Okay, thank you. Um, so let's say somebody tries sourdough and they have a glucose spike and Typically, everybody's first reaction is, oh, no, now I can never eat my favorite food again. This is horrible. I hate this. And then that's where the dietitian can come in and typically say, let's try XYZ experiment. You know, maybe let's try eating some protein first and then having the sourdough or moving it to an earlier time of day or going on a walk afterwards. And let's see how your glucose changes. And then maybe you find nine times out of 10, they find a way to make that food they love work for them. But it requires going back and forth, trying different things, experimenting. And typically what people walk away from with the program is a way to keep their favorite foods in an approach that works for them. But that's where if you just had the data, you might walk away thinking, great, I can never eat sourdough again. And then you're going to avoid it for six months. And then you're probably going to binge on it later. And that's what we don't want to happen. So that human element is so, so essential. No, totally. This is this is gold. Because I would be one of the people that texting you all the time. <laughs> Beware if I join in on here. But let's do this. Let's throw this up there as like a 
uh, a lab study here. And I know obviously you don't have all the data on me, but I want to go into it like how that kind of like I joked about at the start. Hack, I know hack is a terrible word. So how do I optimize my metabolism so that, and here's a huge thing. I think this, in, in working with athletes and a lot of individuals, they think, well, the only way for me to lose weight and to be healthy is to eat literally a thousand calories a day. And then their metabolism crashes. And then the metabolism, you know, you've seen it a zillion times, I'm sure. So I guess the point of my question is, Kara, how can I eat as many calories as possible, but also stay very lean? The ultimate question. It's what everybody wants to know. <laughs> Give me the secrets. And I know, I know, obviously there's no pill. It's consistent yeah. with the plan, but is there, are there certain things that, that I can be doing and people can be doing on a daily basis to, to reach this? And I don't even know if the term's a good one or not. Metabolic flexibility that gets thrown around her all the time. Yeah. And, and I think metabolic flexibility is actually a great way to think about it because we yeah. often see people go in one extreme or the other. You know, we'll go one extreme where it's I'm keto and I never eat carbs and I'm biohacking everything versus the other extreme, which is maybe like standard American diet. And both of those can become <laughs> inflexible in a sense. And their goal is really to find somewhere in the middle. Um, and so just to touch on metabolic flexibility as a concept, I always explain it as a hybrid car. You know, you want to be able to adjust what fuel you're using, depending on the circumstance, and you want to be able to be flexible. And that's where I always describe, you know, we, we talked about the 80-20 rule, but when it comes to nutrition and health, I like to call it more the 90-10 rule <laughs> because yeah. oh. it's everything in moderation with an asterisk because how we define moderation is important. And that's where it's, it does take hard work and consistency 80 to 90% of the time. You need to be consistent in a way that works for you. So again, maybe that's only one slice of sourdough and it's after your morning workout and it's with a bunch of protein and that's totally fine where, you know, it doesn't mean you can never have carbs, but it also doesn't mean that maybe we have four slices at each meal. And so it's about finding what works for you and being yeah. consistent on that. So that 10 to 20% of the time, you can just enjoy life. Like you can have go out to a nice restaurant and order all the things and not be trying to order a healthy item on the restaurant menu that's not nearly as exciting as the thing you actually want. So when it comes to like the consistency, there are a few hacks that are helpful. Um, some are super basic, super simple that most people know, but really prioritizing protein is the number one thing that I could say to everyone at every meal. Yeah. Think first about how much protein do I have and build your plate around protein. Totally. And so protein, then non-starchy vegetables, and then there's room for other things, but always building for protein and eating your protein first. So the example of maybe you're having sourdough and eggs and avocado for breakfast, if you can eat some of that egg or avocado before you move to the sourdough, that actually makes a significant difference in your glucose values. Mm -hmm. So trying to have a couple bites of protein before you go for the carbohydrates why, really why can is that? Better. Can I ask why, why that is? I've heard that before, but why, yeah. like, why is that so important? 
A lot of that is just blunting that glucose response. So especially if we have an empty stomach first thing in the morning, if you go straight for carbohydrates, there's nothing to slow down that digestion. So it leads to this really sharp glucose spike, which then sometimes can rebound into a glucose low, can lead to that kind of sluggish slump feeling, which actually can trigger more hunger and put people on this kind of cycle. But when we have some protein first, protein and fat helps, but protein really works the best consistently across people. Um, It kind of blunts that glucose response and makes it much more gradual in general. Hmm. Okay. Keep any more hacks. I like that one. That's a really good one. People, protein is king. No doubt about it. What else you got? Yeah. Protein is king. Uh, Really trying to eat earlier if possible. So kind of the concept of early time restricted eating. Uh, We see this across the board that the later you eat, usually the higher glucose responses you have. So you could eat the same exact meal at 8 p.m. versus 8 a.m. and you're going to have most likely a dramatically different glucose response. So Mm -hmm. trying to shift things a little earlier, if possible, really helps. And so this is kind of counter again to what most people do. Most people have a big dinner and then they have a dessert and then they eat late and then maybe they snack some more and they have a second dinner. So really trying to be mindful of like front loading some of those meals. And if you can't move your dinner any earlier, just trying to make it maybe a little bit lighter um, or at least leaving, you know, two to three hours between bedtime and the last bite of food you have can both improve glucose levels, but also improve your sleep quality. If anyone uses a sleep tracker, they also know that uh, those things are, are certainly linked. This is great, Kara. I'm hitting on all of these. And maybe it's because I'm an old man and I love to go to bed early. So I <laughs> really early. You guys, you need to, if you haven't, you need to connect with Thomas DeLauer, a friend of mine who just is all about the early time restricted window. And it's pretty, it's, it's some pretty interesting stuff and some studies that he's done. I'm sure you know as well. But I'm just happy that I've hit the protein. I've hit the eating early. What else? Is there anything else that I can just really like feel good about myself or maybe something I... I'm not doing. Yeah, small, easy things like any sort of movement after you eat is helpful, especially if you maybe you had a late meal and you're out to eat and you know it's not like the most optimal meal. Walking a little bit afterwards, doing a little bit of a workout if possible, any type of movement after meals is helpful. Yes. Um, vinegar, a lot of people want to know what things do work and don't work. There are some things that are out there that don't work, but vinegar actually does work. So apple cider vinegar, especially again, if you know, it's going to be a higher carbohydrate meal, a little bit of apple cider vinegar beforehand, either like on a salad or diluted in some water that really helps. And then boring things like optimizing your sleep, making sure you're not too stressed out, like both mentally and physically. So stress comes in all different types of forms and all of them have a direct impact on our glucose levels. We see this all the time that we'll have clients come in and they eat really well. They're, you know, super diligent about their exercise. And then they're having these big glucose spikes throughout the day and they have no idea what they're from. And they're from these stressful moments that they're having, you know, maybe it's work stress, it's rushing around, it's getting stuck in traffic. And that results in an actual glucose spike that looks just like you had a candy bar. Mm -hmm. So really being mindful of mental health. It's one of those things that's hard for people to quantify. And that's why having data behind it actually makes it really much more powerful because it's much harder to ignore when you see it objectively, as opposed to it feeling subjective. 
So just really also being mindful of kind of the whole picture of health. It's not just food. It's not just exercise. It's really everything. Yeah, it's a good point on stress. I mean, I tell people nothing ever has happened that has been great when you've been in a hurry. Just think about it. Whenever you're in a hurry, nothing good happens. And you can't get everything done today. It just won't work. It doesn't happen. Remember those two things to lower stress. But I am like... I'm doing this. Kara, I'm ready to become a coach with NutriSense. I'm hitting on these things. You're hired. <laughs> I'll tell you something kind of funny. Like Ben Greenfield taught me this. After a meal, he goes, like if he has to go to the bathroom, and he'll do like like 10 air squats just to get movement. So I've been doing air squats before. I've actually been like in the bathroom doing air squats when people walk in. They're like, what are you doing? You know, it looks a little awkward, but yeah. hey. Glad to hear that. I'm totally that person, especially with desk jobs, which a lot of us have. So any kind of movement you can squeeze in, you know, it's, it's good to get your hour gym workout in or your training in. But if you're sitting and sedentary the whole rest of the day, then it's not the same. You know, getting that movement in is so important. So for me at desk jobs, I have a lot of back-to-back meetings. I'm doing tons of air squats between my meetings. It's the easiest thing to just pump out. So whatever you can squeeze in, whatever works for you is super helpful. Oh, I love it. Kara, I'm standing right now and you're sitting. Yeah, I know. Of course. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, this is so good. This is such great information here. So also what really stood out about you guys to me about NutriSense is just the, the the company that you are in terms of there was no, hey, we want to just be the billion dollar company. We want to make a ton of money. We want to have all this notoriety. Everything was centered around the conversation of serving, helping and changing the narrative of the doctor system we have right now. We live in a sick care system and they're just trying to keep us sick as we know but you are trying to be on the forefront. You are on the forefront of, hey, you don't really need to go to the doctor to hear them tell you a lie just to put you on medication and put you on statins that they're going to make a ton of money off and they can keep you sick. Like that's a bunch of BS. So I don't know where I was going with that, but I love what you're doing <laughs> as a company in terms of fighting the fight against the, the, big, the, the big medical and the big doctors that are yeah. telling you lies. Yeah. And and just a brief bit about my background, you know, what got me so excited about building this is seeing, you know, working in the healthcare system. So I'm a dietitian by trade. Um, I used to work in hospitals. I primarily worked in ICUs with really sick patients. And it was day after day after day of working with clients coming in in a critical condition because of a lifestyle related chronic condition. Mm -hmm. So they're coming in needing to get their leg amputated because of uncontrolled diabetes Um, or, you know, they're needing to be put on dialysis because of uncontrolled congestive heart failure. Um, So seeing this over and over and knowing none of that had to happen, majority of cases in the hospitals are preventable that didn't need to happen at all. And there's so much suffering and pain and expenses that come with that. And then seeing, trying to make a change within the system and hitting walls over and over and over, and then eventually saying, all right, this is not how I'm going to be able to make a change. I need to go do my own thing where we can really make an impact and try to prevent so many people from ending up in that situation. Uh, So that's where, you know, we're really focused on empowering people, preventing these conditions, questioning the norm, um, and giving the power back to the individuals because the current system just 
just has a lot of room for improvement. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time, but thank you for being one of those on the front line and fighting against it. And, and I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. As you know, it's a lot of work, but it's so, so worth it. Kara, how can we all find more of NutriSense and, and, you know, jump on board? How can people that are listening, like, this is really interesting. I really need this. How can they become part of the NutriSense family? Yeah, everything can be found at our website, which is just NutriSense.io. Um, so that's where you can sign up for our plans. We have monthly plans of varying commitments. We have a month-to-month option if you're not really sure how long you want to do it, or you're not really sure you know, if you want to do it for a long-term commitment, that's a great place to start. Or we also have three months, six months, and 12-month minimum commitments. And that's great if maybe you, know, you have prediabetes and you're determined and motivated to not have prediabetes anymore. Maybe you have a lot of weight to lose, or maybe you're just kind of experimenting with nutrition or health. Um, kind of committing to one of those longer plans is a really great place to start as well. But then we also have a ton of information on mm-hmm. our website. So we have a newsletter with blogs. You can yeah. follow us on social media. We're always posting interesting tidbits and tips and research articles we're reading. So if you're just curious to learn more on the subject, uh, both our, our newsletter and our social media are great places to go. Yeah, you really do put out a lot of information. So thank you for that. And usually I like to ask people like, hey, what's coming next? What's the new trend coming? Things like in the foresight into the future from visionaries like yourself. But I honestly believe this is what is next, where you have a personal coach who can text you. You can text it anytime. It's on the go. People are always on the go. It's tough to sit down for an hour, like you were saying. So I think this is going to become more mainstream. I'm going to guess that you would Yeah, that's that. that's our belief too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought so. <laughs> and I really, again, I think it's the power of both the data and the human. Neither yeah. are as powerful on their own because a coach is also great. But if a coach doesn't have any objective data to help motivate you and make it personalized, they're also not as powerful. So the two are super synergistic. Yeah, totally agree. Kara Collier, thank you so much for your time your knowledge, your wisdom, and optimizing me to the max. I appreciate you coming on the David Nurse Show. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. Okay, so if you enjoyed that podcast, check this out. What I do is I give keynote talks to companies, corporations, organizations, teams all throughout the country and the entire world. If you want me to come speak to your team, to your company, or know somebody who might, reach out to me, please. I'm very easy to get a hold of, david at davidnurse.com. And I'm also doing some super special gives with my new book, Do It, The Life-Changing Power of Taking Action, coming out April 4th. Message me, because I'm doing some gives for free talks, for free coaching courses, even an amazing NBA tickets experience at Los Angeles gourmet food Michelin star celebrities type of thing for people who buy a certain amount of books. So please check this all out. Reach out to me if you're interested in a keynote talk or to know more about the book giveaways that I'm doing. April 4th is the launch. Thank you so much.